you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Just so God bless you. If we can just go to the reading of the word. But maybe before we read, there's just a quotation that I loved that I thought maybe I should kickstart with it this morning. Amen. Amen. Still love the prophets. Amen. In the message, the stash of the perfect man, paragraph 172, the prophet says, we are not building an organization. I'm not here this morning to build an organization. Christ never sent me to build organization. Christ sent me to build individuals to the stature of Jesus Christ. That they might be the powerhouse and the dwelling place of the spirit by his weight. By his weight, he build up the individual to that place. Not build an organization to a greater denomination but build individuals to sons and daughters of God. That's the idea. Amen. This morning, that's the idea. We want to build individuals to the stature of Jesus Christ that they become the powerhouse. Amen. I don't know how many have ever used... uh, there's a gadget, they call it a power bank. How many have ever seen it? Okay, those that are not technologically inclined will explain it. You charge the cell phone, then after you charge the power bank, when your cell phone runs out, you can connect your cell phone to the power bank even though the electricity is not there. So the power bank stores electricity that when you are at a place where you can't access electricity, then that power bank substitutes electricity. And this morning I'm addressing the power bank. You are a power bank. He may not be here, but you are here. Amen. Last week there was quite an interesting natural phenomena in Canada where they experienced what they call two suns. The suns, when you look in the sky, it was two suns. But actually it was one sun that illuminated the moon until the moon looked exactly like the sun. And I believe that naturally, the natural taps the spiritual. He may not be here, but we see him through his church. Hallelujah. You you are reflecting him this morning. He he said, I'm the light of the world. This morning you can say, you are the light of the world. Are we together? How many believe that God will do special for them from this service? Uh, Don't don't expect approach the service exactly the way you approached it last week. You must always have refreshed expectations. Hallelujah. God bless you. 
we are going to read in this. The title of my message is going to be The Power of the Spoken Word. Isaiah 55, verse 11. Isaiah 55, verse 11. Maybe we, we can read it together there on the screen. It's just only verse 11. We are going to read it twice, but from different perspective. We can start. agree that it is God who said those words. Hallelujah. What, are the, what does the prophet say about when you read a verse? He said you must read a verse until you see Christ. Let's read it from Christ's perspective. Amen. And we said if you read and you see Christ, what must you do? You must read again. Until you do what? Until you see yourself. Let's read it from your perspective now. It's not God speaking now. It's not Christ speaking now. Now it's going to be you speaking. How many believe that this morning? Amen. Job your brother what see your wife is nervous you are wearing overalls amen brother Brenham used to wear overalls amen I assume you are straight from work that's the kind of dedication that we love amen amen job 22 verse 28 You, thou shalt decree a thing. Amen. I think we can read to the last one. Uh, 
Psalm 115, verse 16. We can read it there. This earth is ours. This earth is ours. Some look surprised. This earth is ours. The heaven and even the heavens of heavens belong to him, but this is ours. The devil hijacked it, but God is restoring it back to the human race. Amen. As we bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, you have already been invited to this place, and just we just want to appreciate you coming into our midst. As human beings, we have learned we can never gather in this manner unless we invite you to come and grace us with your presence, because if you just gather in this manner, we'll just be speaking tales to one another, and I don't believe we are here for tales. We are here to hear from the one that created us. And that is why we want you to speak in a very unhindered manner. May you touch lives. May you bring a realization on the people as to why you created them and brought them here on this earth. Heavenly Father, help us to regain ground. As we know, especially when we fight throughout the week, there are so many things that happen that are caused by the enemy, and some of us this morning may have lost a bit of ground, but I believe once the service is over, we would have regained ground against the enemy. May he be defeated this morning. Lord, this morning there's one message that you will preach which is inspired by thee. May the people that are here and all demons that are here May they not prevent the people from hearing your wave. We know that as much as you are here, the devil is here. There's going to be a collusion in the spiritual realm. But we are not ashamed to say we have taken sides with you. We're going to listen to you and we're going to act upon what we are being instructed to do, oh God. This morning, I may have my ideas. But this morning, my ideas are of, of no significance. We are looking for you to come and speak your way. By so doing, I say, just shut down my intelligence. Maybe this morning in the building, there are people that are sick. I don't expect them to have come to this place with sicknesses and return home with sicknesses. And I think we've got the authority to rebuke whatever demons that may be here in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May you liberate your people, dear God that when they go back home, they can sing the songs of Zion and showing and appreciating that the God that they serve is alive. I know that you are alive. I've seen you doing many things. That is why I can stand here with a sense of gratitude to thank you for all the things that you have done for us as we committed the reading of the way to you. 
In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. amen. God bless you richly. <clears throat> amen. Just a, a quick one before I start. This a, a believer that gave me a ring and said, uh, "You know, when we when we have Brother Brandon says we uh, conventions are being normally called during." a state of emergency. How many have read that? How many have read that? Amen. Conventions, the reason you have a convention is because there is a state of emergency that God would want to address. Amen. And then post the convention, we expected that God would have addressed uh, needs in our lives. Amen. So there is a sister that gave me a call and said uh, you know, Pastor, a couple of years has have been really, really tough on me, whereby as a family we lost everything. We lost the house in which we were staying in. We lost the business that my husband had. And then we, we had to build our own shack Amen. But uh, she says, then I, I listened to the, message of the messages of the conventions about our experiences. Hallelujah. How they bring us to God's proving ground. And how on God's proving ground we realize that we are unbreakable. And how we realize that God will remove the mountains that are before us by the roots. And how we realize that God will fight our battles. And said, I listened to them and I was inspired. I was moved that somehow something is going to happen. Amen. And she said, later I was sleeping deep in my sleep. And in, when we bring, I think by now you've realized, when we bring a testimony to glorify God, is not to glorify a church or a ministry or an individual, it is to glorify Jesus Christ. If I can give a testimony and post giving a testimony, you see, Brother Majiba, that means something is fundamentally wrong. You must see him, the Lord Jesus Christ. Are we together? Uh, and then she said she had a dream. And in the dream, she dreamed I was driving past where they were standing. And I stopped. And when I stopped, I greeted her. And when I greeted her, then I said she must repeat certain words after me. Uh, and the ways where everything is going to be all right. She couldn't hear me audibly. I kept on saying, repeat after me, everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. This is based on her, the account that she gave me. And then she said, 
Then she repeated the ways that everything is going to be all right. And later she woke up. And said the following day, two men came where they are staying. And they were looking for the husband. And those men, one of them said to their, he's from BMW. And says, look, we have been looking for your husband since last year, October. Because there is a position that we have for him. We couldn't locate him. We even had to go and check with the Department of Home Affairs just to retrieve as to where we can locate him. And then we are here to get his service so that we can do the formalities because the job is ready for him. I don't know. To me, I think it's the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Brother Brenham say, if there's one thing that I must be guilty of is to brag about him. And I think as believers, we need to begin to brag about what God is doing. I was telling one sister, I said, look, I don't want to speak about the God that opened the Red Sea. I want to see, speak about the God that did something today. A testimony to, of today has got more impact than what happened 2,000 years ago. Because on the basis of a testimony of today, you can turn around and say, David, I know he's alive. He did something not 20 years back, but today. I think the greatest danger in our time, people lack a fresh experience with him. People have looked at him through the historical lens. But I say, may God be gracious this morning that you look at him through the current time reality. How many believe that God can be lifted out of history? Not next year, not in the next service, but in this very service this morning. Brother Brenham says your attitude, the attitude, a mental attitude... Not a spiritual attitude, a mental attitude. Because if it's mental, it means it's deliberate. It's how you condition your mind towards something. The mental attitude, the right mental attitude towards the promise of God will make it to come to pass. And this morning I say, let's fix our mental attitude so that things can happen in our lives. I mean, are there any people in recent time that God has done something in their lives? Hallelujah. Oh, goodness. We thank God for that. At least I see a bulk of people that can witness and say he is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. He has done something for me. I think he deserves a round of applause. Amen. Now, as I indicated this morning, we, we want to build individuals that are a powerhouse. A powerhouse. The people that can come to the stature of Jesus Christ. I said a while when we started a year, say five years from now, what you will become is based on the decisions that you make today. And what you are today is based on the decisions that you made five years ago. Amen. 
So that means, as they often say, the ball is in your court. Now, the power of the spoken word. I can, I can take time demonstrating how powerful God's spoken word is. But uh, Brother Brenham says, perfect faith is when your weight as a human being materializes. Hallelujah. Now, when, when, you, to, when you receive a product from a manufacturer, in order to fully enjoy the functionality of the product, you've got to utilize it the way the manufacturer has prescribed that it should be used. Are we together? If you, if you buy a car and the manufacturer says it must be unleaded 95. If you put diesel and you think maybe this manufacturer you want to experiment for yourself. Why should I put diesel? I'm not the kind of person that conforms to norm. Uh, I'm not going to put fuel. I'm going to put diesel. Will your car move those that are mechanically inclined? Are, are you here, Chesh? Yes, one time I was driving a, a fuel. A, an unleaded car and I stopped at a filling station and this enthusiastic petrol attendant just filled up my petrol tank with diesel. But fortunately, before I could go, I looked and I realized that, ah, this is diesel. Oh, when I was about to sign for a slip, I realized that it was actually diesel, not unleaded. Because you remember when they introduced the smaller cars, are we together? He assumed, I don't know how he assumed that it could be diesel because it was a small bike. Now, they said immediately, stop. Don't even start it. They went, took off the uh, petrol tank, emptied out the diesel, washed the petrol tank, and thereafter they filled up with fuel and leaded. And I asked, what was going to happen? They say, you are not going to travel far because it was not made to travel using a diesel. It was made to travel using a fuel. I mean, if you go in deeper, it will speak about spark plugs and all those things. Brother Gumete and others would know much better. But I'm saying, for you to drive it, you must know what fuels it. And you must drive even Even the fuel that fuels the aircraft is not the same fuel that fuels your car. It's totally different based on what it is meant for. Are we together? Yes. But I've realized a, a human being, what, how God designed a human being was that we were going to be fueled by faith. Are we together? Yes. Uh, not education, not psychology, not anything, but by faith. Because we are the product of faith. Are we together? 
And that is why the reason you have come to church this morning, I, I, hope, I hope every individual says, I'm here so that my faith muscles can grow. Because faith cometh and cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. Are we together? And the only time, uh, and that is why you've got to be particular as to what your faith is feeding on. Because how, what is feeding on, it will determine the strength of your faith. Are we together? Yes. Brother Brennan, in the message, the fundamental foundation of faith, he speaks about how God operates in his life. He says, it cannot be explained now. You just have to act by faith. That's where I receive it. I cannot explain it. I just have to believe it. And he gives it. I just receive it. And just let it grow like that. That's his way of doing. It cannot be explained. It has to be believed. It has to be received. And the more it is received, the more it grows. How many have realized that uh, if you begin to believe on something, for some reason it means you expand on what you believe in? Are we together? If you are the kind of person that believes in the supernatural, you get accustomed to the supernatural until such time the supernatural becomes a norm. I always say uh, with Biliam, when he was on his way from Balak and a horse, a donkey spoke to him. I, I don't know how many of you, how would you react if a donkey was to speak to you? If a donkey was to say hello to you, many of you, you will definitely seek some psychological help. But Billiam, because he was accustomed to the supernatural, he did not wonder that the donkey was speaking to him. Are we together? And uh, I think you know Billiam was a, a, a false anointed one. How much more about the true anointed ones? Now, the prophet says the first thing before we can have faith, We've got to have some foundation for, for faith. There's got to be something that faith is based upon. Faith is not something that we just come and emotionalize you. It must be something that you, you, it's based on. That is why sometimes a lot of people would confuse certain things, especially when we speak about the third pool ministry. It's not a motivational talk. A motivational talk excites you, but the next Monday you fall flat. It's like you have never been there. But uh, the weight, when your faith is based on the weight, it moves higher and higher every day and every year. Are we together? We are moving from glory to glory, from power to power. Isn't it so? Now, the prophet says, and when a man chooses his life companion, he usually inquires ab about her. I hope even about him in this instance as well. What family she came out of, what's her background or his background, and so forth. So when you know a companion and you know her background and you know the family that she comes from, it increases your confidence in her or in him. That is why never marry somebody that you don't know. We get an amen on that one. Amen. amen. He goes further. He says in this message, 
Satan, by, by, by laws of sin and death, makes everything that sin and death brought to operate the way the devil wants it to operate. He says, the devil would send cancer. A man would recognize it and receive it. He would send a heartache. A man would recognize it and receive it. Are we together? And once it is being received, then it grows. But I'm saying this morning, if he sends something, you've got the right not to receive it, but to write, send back to the sender. Are you here, church? If he sends a sickness, you have got the right to reject it and say, devil, it is not meant for me, wrong address, and you send it back where it comes from. You've got that right this morning to do that. Are we together? Now, the only time that a human being can operate to his or her full potential is when a human being knows his or her original nature. And I often say our nature is connected with God. We've got a an element of deity in us. And in the beginning, we, as we spoke last week, the earth was void and without form, and darkness was upon the face of the earth. And God looked and wanted to change the picture. And when God wanted to change the picture, what he used, he used his spoken word. He said, let there be. And Brother Brenham says, after he said, let there be, God believed his own weight. And after he believed in his own weight, Brother Brenham said, he said, let there be the sun. And he said, it could have taken hundreds of millions of years. But God was not looking at the time. God was looking at the power of his spoken weight. And that is why sometimes you can speak something, and as we often say, you need to speak it, and we believe if you speak it, it will materialize. But you need not to say, I spoke it today, it never materialized. That means it's not there. Everything that each and every one of you need this morning is there locked in the spirit realm. Whatever you need, if you need healing, is there. If you need joy, is there. Anything that you need this morning is already available. It's locked in the spirit realm. But you've got to be taught on how to unlock the spirit realm to release the results in your life. Are you here with me? Now, the brother Brenham says because we were first created for that purpose. I'm still in the message, the fundamental of faith. We were first created, we were created first for that purpose, to control. To control, not to be controlled by circumstances. Not to be controlled by spirits, but to control. To rule, which means to have dominion. To praise God and to live for God. Are we together? And, and your desire to control, it doesn't mean like you are a, a control freak. That's your nature. You, a human being does not want to be in an environment 
where he cannot control. He gets overwhelmed if he's in an environment in which he cannot control because you were made to control. But what made us to lose control is because we fell into sin. But through the process of redemption, we are being restored back to claim our power to control and have dominion. And this morning I can say we have a dominion over every spirit of the devil. That's why the prophet came in our generation and said time and again, I take every spirit under my control. Why not under God's control? Why under a man's control? Because a man was made to control. Every spirit, you've got power to any spirit that can come your way. But you must first check that you are in your position. The prophet says, a word is a thought manifested. We have often said thoughts are a a production of a mind. That's why this greatest battle that was ever fought, it was chosen to be fought in a human mind. The reason the devil is interested in the human mind, if he can capture your mind, he will control your life. If you can control, if you can capture your mind, he will control your tongue. And the scripture says, both life and death is on the tongue. Hallelujah. But how the tongue operates, it depends who controls the mind. Are you still here with me? Now, a word is a thought manifested. That means if you speak something, you've got to think of it first. And after you thought of it, you speak it, then it becomes a word manifested, which is a thought, a thought spoken. He said, God first, he perceived the thought and spoke it. And that thought became the weight, and the weight became material. So that means in the beginning when God looked at the earth, which was void, which was, when he looked at it, it was without form. When he looked at it, there was darkness upon the face of the earth. God said, let there be light. Why? It's because he thought of the light. And after he spoke and said, let there be the light. And after he spoke, he believed in his own weight. Then from a thought to an expressed weight, and from an expressed weight to that weight becoming material. So that means every son and daughter of God, how they will get the result is how their father God results. He first thought it, spoke it, and it was manifested. And this morning, whatever you think, if you become divinely inspired and you speak it, it has the power to become material. Are you here, church? So he says, so everything that God spoke in his weight, when it is received in the right channel, it will materialize that weight for whatever the promise behind it is. God will do it. He's obligated to do it. The only thing that hindered the human race today from being superior, we were made not to be inferior. We were made to be superior. Don't be ashamed to be superior. And when I say superior, I'm not referring that superiority where you look down on other people. I'm looking at the superiority where you know that God has made me an amateur God in my environment. I'm looking at that superiority where you say, I don't care where I'm found, but wherever I'm found, I've got the power to influence my environment. Are we together? If I'm sick, I'll speak healing to my body. 
If I'm an hip, I'll speak to joy into my life. Whatever comes my way, I'm in charge of it because God made me an amateur God. The heavens of heavens belong to God, but the earth, he gave it to the children of men. And this morning, we are here to have a dominion, believers. We are here to have a dominion, believers. How many believe that? He says the only thing that hindered the human race today from being superior and controlling like they did in the beginning is because that the power lines of the outlet of God made in the human being has been clogged up. The power lines are there, but over time, Brother Bremer said, it was clogged up by business affairs. It was clogged up by wrong doctrines. It was clogged up by domestic affairs. But this morning, the reason you came to church, the way it has got power to unclog those power outlets. And once those power outlets are unclogged, I can tell you, you can have whatever you want. Brother Brenham, when he comes after he had created the squirrels into existence, which which seemed like a far-fetched story. I mean, if you were to invite the media and say, I spoke the squirrels into existence, they would think that you have lost your mind. But Brother Brenham took that testimony and was sitting in the house explaining to the brothers and Brother Wood who was there. And he says, I don't know how it happened because I cannot explain it. But how it happened, I believe the same God who is a Jehovah Jireh that spoke a realm into existence when Abraham needed one, is the same one that was with me today. And Brother Brenham says, Sister Haiti, stay with me here. He says, Sister Haiti said, that is nothing but the truth. And Brother Brenham says, she said the right thing. And when she said the right thing, it unclogged the power lines of the Almighty God. And Brother Bram say, I felt an anointing that I've never felt in my life. That's when he said to Sister Haiti, you can have whatever you want. But firstly, how did that atmosphere was created? That woman said the right thing. That is the power of the spoken way. And as a believer, keep on checking, are you saying the right things? Are you still with me? Brother Brenham says, If this body, which Satan has got power over, can be operated by unbelief and doubts and fears, and I'd much better say this, some people as they age, some when they approach 40, they already think that there are certain diseases that are associated with being 40. And already by 38, they are gearing themselves to receive those diseases. Do you know that? And some, once they go past 50, around 45, they expect certain diseases must come my way because I'm around 45. Hear me out here. We've got to find a balance. Yes, every human being at some point in time, once you go past a certain age, you've got to have medical assessment from time to time. Yeah, yeah. How can I put it? Brother Brahim say God gave us doctors. Are we together? But it doesn't mean that you've got to expect that if I'm 45, then I must have whatever, whatever cancer that may be there. 
as well, you must as well have positive confessions upon your life. Are we together? Now, this body can be operated by unbelief and doubts, and fears will produce what the scripture says. Are we together? It will produce sickness. It will produce disaster. It will produce all those things. And I think many of us, some of us that have been in school, there were times when you didn't want to go to school and you pretended like you had flu and you ended up having flu. Hallelujah. Are there youngsters that can witness to that? Hallelujah. God bless you. Then on that same level, if you are able to subject your body to negative elements until such time they manifest themselves because you want to miss school, how much more if you can use the same faith to produce positive results in your life? Are you here, church? He says, then people, by unbelieving, produce that. Shouldn't people believing with the power of God harness these things and bring them back to correction? So that means if you can believe I'm going to be sick and you become sick, why don't we use the same thing to correct your environment and you say, I'm going to be healed because I'm sick? Are, Are we together? Why are we able to operate these things on negativity and not fail to operate it on positivity? But we'll come on to that. He says in this message, an absolute. He says, if you are the son of God, you are like God. If you are the son of God, you are like God. If how God does things, that's exactly how you will do. And God has put certain instincts in certain creatures that in order for whenever they need something, they've got to do something in order to get it. A child, the baby doesn't care where she is, the baby will cry. And somewhat when the baby cries, the mother has got to do something in order to make a provision to the child. Are we together? Although the baby cannot, it cannot speak, but the baby will cry, but the mother must respond to the, to the cry of the baby because that cry activates a natural, a motherly instinct in the mother. Are we together? Amen. The same thing if you are the son of God and you are like God. How your father operated, that's exactly how you will operate. If your father's spoken word had power to create or to change or to influence matter, your spoken word has got the same effect. If it is spoken with the same attitude that your father spoke. Are we together? If you are the son of God, you are like God. He just speaks the word. It creates itself. His word is the creative power. How the world came here, he made it out of things which were not. He just said, let there be, and here it is. He believed his own word. And this debt that you are sitting here over this morning is just a creative power of the Almighty God, the creative power. The debt is the word of God made manifest. 
The very dirt, the soil that you are sitting upon this morning is the word of God. That whatever you see around, naturally speaking, is the word of God made manifest. Hallelujah. And I'm saying, if I move around, and I look at the mountain, and I say, it was God. And I look at the soil, I say, it was God. I look at the sky, I say, it was God. I believe you, if you are like the son, or if you are, a, you are a daughter or a son of God, there must come a time where you take a walk in your life. Where you look at that situation and say, it was the spoken word that produced that. And where you look at your family and say, it was the spoken word that produced that. Are you here, church? The reason I'm saying that we need to migrate from being victims and realize that God God's power is invested in us. Brother Bremen said the same power that created the universe this morning is in the church. And that's why we can call you God's power bank. That means today, whatever we need, we, didn't need, we don't need to go to heaven. Already God has made a provision and invested power enough in us to speak things into existence. Are you here, church? And the message of the hour was here. To unlock that potential in us. And how it was demonstrated. People like Sister Haiti could speak salvation in the lives of their children. How it was demonstrated. Brother Brenham could stop a storm. How it was demonstrated. He spoke the squirrels into existence. And I'm saying that power was not limited to William Brenham. That power was not limited to Sister Haiti. This morning, everyone that is here, if they've got the right mental attitude, they can rise up and look at whatever situation and speak life in that situation. And that is why when God came to Ezekiel, he said to Ezekiel, son of man, son of man, can these bones live again? Hopeless situation Helpless situation. But son of man, can these bones live again? And it's looked and say, only you know God. And God looks at Ezekiel and says, son of man, prophesy. It was not God prophesying. God was showing that the life of the bones was already on the tongue of Ezekiel. But Ezekiel, when he looked at the bones, he never knew that already the power was on his tongue. Until God said, son of man, prophesy. And he says, I prophesy. And the bones came together. Hallelujah. A knee bone came to the leg bone. A leg bone came to the hip bone. The hip bone came to the back bone. The back bone came to the neck bone. And the structure was rising. And I'm saying this morning, the same power that Hezekiel had, you can look at your disjointed life and speak life to your disjointed life and say, let there be. And situations that never came together, they can come together. Are you here, church? But the devil doesn't want you to get to those realms. That's why Brother Branham says, this message, when it makes you know who you are, it makes the devil mad. Why does it make the devil mad? Because it limits his power over your life. Are you with me? 
Let's continue here. Brother Branham says in this message, the infallibility of God's spoken word. He says, actually in the absolute paragraph 28, he says, I'm talking about an absolute connected with Christ. It makes you an oddball. A Christian must be an oddball. Why? Our thinking doesn't need to conform, for conform to wealth thinking. Our doing, way of doing things has got to be different from the world's way of doing things. You do odd things. Your thinking is altogether different than the thinking you once had. Because you have found something that you have anchored a faith in someone that created the heavens and the earth. His very word itself is creative. A, way, a God who spoke the world into existence, there is nothing too hard for him. So, Brother Bram says, so it makes you creative because you take his words and a word is a thought expressed. So that means when you come and receive his weight and the word finds a dwelling place in your life, that weight that is in you has got the creative power. Brother Brenham say, even your theophany, your spiritual body will be created by the body, by the weight that is in you. So that means if you come to church, there is a new body that is being formed in you. And if that weight is enough to create a new body, that weight is enough to create whatever you need in your life. Amen. Are you here, church? Amen. And let me say this something to you. Rapture is not going to be something that is going to surprise us. There's going to be a build-up towards rapture. That's why Brother Brenham says, if we don't have faith for divine healing, how are we going to have faith for the rapture? Because to rapture, now we speak about a greater miracle. We speak about the transformation of atoms and molecules. But if I'm unable to overcome flu by faith, how am I going to get to the body that I cannot heal with my faith to rapture? Are we together? Divine healing, it must be something that the church exercises. Because the more we see God healing cancer, because to heal cancer, it means he must create a new set of cells. Then it gives us the confidence that when that time comes, this body shall be changed. Are we together? And I'm saying, I cannot change my body unless I'm able to change my environment. And this morning, I'm simply saying, everyone that is sitting here, you are an architect of your environment. And if you are an architect of your environment, you've got a power to change your environment. Can I get an amen on that one? Everyone from a small child to a big woman in the church, they've got a power to change their environment. How? Not just by fasting. Not just by long prayers. But by the power of the spoken word. And I'm saying... If things are going wrong with your children, 
Maybe it is time for the spoken word. If things are going wrong in your life, maybe it's time for the spoken word. Because my prophet teaches me that if you confess it and you believe it, God will subject your environment to your confession. A lot of times we become victims because we have let things loose. But this morning is time we take charge and say, I'm in this environment, but I'm not powerless in this environment. I'm still the power bank of the almighty God. And how are you going to fix your things? You must change your thinking. Some of us, our thinking frequency is too low. But maybe you need to increase your thinking frequency. And remember, you, originally, you are a God over the lions. You are a God over nature. Brother Brenham says, Adam, if he didn't like the river this side, hallelujah, Adam did not have bulldozers. If he didn't like the mountain this side, how he moved to the mountain, by the power of his spoken word, he just said to the mountain, let the mountain move and come on the eastern side. And it was so. Because why? He was so in sync with God until the supernatural channel was not clogged up. But a lot of times, our supernatural uh, channel is clogged up by a lot of things. There's nervousness on our part. In our time, I think the greatest hindrance for the church is fear. The church is fearful. And who produced fear in us? The David. Because I can tell you, fear is not the product of God. Fear is the product of the David. And the David keeps on creating an environment of fear. He uses politics. And how he does that, the devil creates an environment of uncertainty. He brings you into an environment where things are not certain. If it's economically, you are not sure you're going to keep your job. And all of a sudden, you keep on being fearful. But let me tell you something. What you fear most shall happen. Because Job says, all the things that I feared have befallen me. And this morning I'm here and standing here to say to the church, fear not. Why I'm saying fear not? Because God has invested power in you to change things. Are you here? Brother Brenham says, he says, if you ask, whatever you ask, in my name, I shall do it. And he says, the reason he will do it is not longer you asking. It's him praying through you, and he that prays through you will produce the results. The same one that spoke through Sister Hetty is the same one that produced the result. And this morning, let us make sure that he takes residency in us. Are you here? Brother Brenham says, in this message, the infallibility of God's spoken word, paragraph 19, he says, and if he said he was the lamb slain from the foundation of the well, that's the very moment that God perceived the thought. The thought was created by God himself. Every time God makes a thought, it's a creation. 
When he speaks it, it becomes a reality. So every word of this Bible is God's creative thought. Every time it's taken into the right ground, it will be made manifested. Can we give a testimony on that one? Here's a woman, her child is sick. She couldn't do anything for the child. The child had a sexual transmitted disease. And this woman is looking at the child that is dying under modern age conditions. The child is dying and keeps on saying to her mommy, it's getting darker and darker. And the woman goes and searches in the Bible and begins to read about the Shunammite woman. And as she is reading about the Shunammite woman, she said to the Shunammite woman, had her Elijah. And she said, oh God, where is my Elijah? This woman was not a church member. This woman was not a message believer. It is somebody that picked up the Bible and identified with a specific verse. And that verse brought an inspiration upon her life until she said, where is my Elijah? God, may you provide my Elijah. And when an airplane with businessmen was about to take off, a pilot just said, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, this flight shall be delayed by an hour or so. But it was not because of the mechanical failure. It was not because of the traffic. It was because some woman in her corner somewhere, God became reality and she lifted God out of history and said, let there be Elijah. And God grounded an aeroplane. Hallelujah. And when he grounded the aeroplane, the prophet began to walk. He did not know that on that day, she was a thought of another woman spoken and made manifest. And he began to walk. And he took this corner and took that corner. He didn't know where he was going. He was under the leadership of the Holy Spirit because faith was pulling him. Even when he got to the, next to, the, to the house, he just walked past because he didn't know where he was going until the woman, oh, faith has got muscles. Faith is a master of all circumstances. She was sitting there leaning on the gate and shaken, not being afraid. When Brother Branham went past, he said, good morning, person. How did she know that this man was a pastor? And until Brother Branham said, how do you know me? He said, I was reading about the Shunammite woman. And I said, oh God, where is that Elijah? And the woman never knew that Brother Branham was Malachi for made fulfilled in our time. But the right mental attitude towards the word of God will produce Elijah. And this morning I can say, if you adopt the same attitude, God will produce results. But you know why we're not getting results? Church has become formality. Songs have just become little performance. But I'm saying, let us not just do things as part of a routine. Let us connect with his spirit. Because when his spirit is aligned with our spirit, it will produce the result. 
Are you still here? What about the sister whose husband was abusive? Hallelujah. Sisters, let me tell you something. I'm going to give you an advice. It may sound unpopular. A lot of time when a husband is abusive, they say run away. But I'm saying don't run away. You've got power to change him. Because when a woman is on her knees, she becomes more powerful than even a preacher on the platform. Your prayer can change him. Yeah, I just gave her an advice. It never, it didn't resonate with your democratic era. What happened to the power? Brother Brenham says, Rebecca, the wife of Zachariah. Zachariah was a crook. Robbed people. Made more money. We need sisters like Zachariah. They're like Rebecca. Because other sisters, as long as the money comes into the house, how it comes, we don't care. As long as it comes. But her, she was concerned on how it came. And said, but this man is an unbeliever. And every time when Zacchaeus would sleep, Rebecca would pray. Hallelujah. Until such time, every time Rebecca came back and told him about what Jesus had done. Brother Brennan said, until it moved the heart of Zacchaeus and said, what manner of man is this that my wife is always talking about? And say, in the middle of the night, Zacchaeus will be restless. He would wake up and look through the window and say, but who is this man called Jesus? But what made Zacchaeus unsettled? It was not the presence of Jesus. It was the prayer of Rebecca and say, God, may you transform my husband. Until he says, it's about time I go and investigate. Because you know how men are egotistic. If you want to know how fragile your man's ego is like, come a woman, just praise another man. You would want to know who's that man. What car does he drive? So that he can say, I, man, I'm better than him. But if you can find that man being better than him, he will blame you and say, oh, you're looking at the other man. Are we together? Now, every time, then Zacchaeus said, no, I'm going to go and investigate. Went, because he was a very short man in stature, he climbed the tree and said, because there's crowds around this man, I just want to look at him when he passes by. Because Jesus was the spoken word made flesh. <laughs> Hallelujah. When it was the spoken word made flesh, he was walking and coming there. And when he, he went right under the tree where Zacchaeus was, because the weight knows the secrets of the heart, the weight stopped right there and said, Zacchaeus, you are hiding in one of the leaves. Come down. I'm going to your house. But what produced the scenario is when Rebecca realized that I am not a victim. I'm a daughter of God and I can change the situation. And God... Change the situation. Are you still with me? Let's read in this message. 
hear ye him. Brother Brenham says, paragraph 38, he speaks about a placing of a son. Because when a child, a son is born, doesn't automatically have authority based on birth. He's got to come under the tutor, and the tutor has got to observe the child and give feedback to the father. And if the son does everything according to the way the tutor likes it or impresses the, uh, the tutor, then the tutor will tell the father the son is ready. And when the tutor tells the, uh, the father that the son is ready, then it goes from just being a son by birth, it becomes an adopted son. Are we together? And when he becomes the adopted son, then he can exercise authority. Brother Brenham says he can sign on the check. The signature has got the same power of the father's says, the same as the father's signature. Are we together? When he says take him out, he will take him out in a certain place and have a ceremony before angels and place him positionally what he is in the body of Christ. Then that person has the authority. Let me say this. If you count me a fanatic from this night on, Brother Brown says, so be it. That very same thing that I'm speaking of will be done. There will be a power put into the church and now is coming in that the Holy Spirit will so anoint the people till they will speak the word and it will create itself right there. Are we together? We have been seeing powers like that one coming into the church now. I know it for a fact. Say unto this mountain, be moved. Don't doubt in your heart. You believe that what God has said, you shall, it shall come to pass. You can have what you have said. The placing of the church in its position. Where the fullness of the power of the Holy Ghost comes into the church. Then the critic's mouth shall be shut. Are we together? And if we are reading there, it's good to read Brother Brenham's quotation. It's good to say there will be a, a, a power that will come into the church. There will be the anointing of the Holy Spirit till the people will speak the word and it will create itself. I'm simply saying, let us not read, but let us have an attitude to say that quotation, it spoke about the people and those people is us in the end time. And if the Holy Spirit will anoint the people, we are not speaking about the next people. We are speaking about the people that are here this morning. Those people will be so anointed till they will speak the way and the word will create itself. But it first starts with aligning with the Holy Spirit. Because now it's no longer your way. It is his way. Are we together? How many such people feel, Brother Bram says, the bride has never had a revival there's never been a stirring yet. But I can tell you, where I'm sitting, folks, I feel that the revival of the bride is in the air. I feel like men and women are about to take their position and God is about to anoint them. And those people will achieve exploits. Those people will keep the mouths of the critics shut. Why? Because the mouths of the critics say William Branham's message was not genuine. But there are people that will take this message and through this message will achieve the result. And those people, Brother Branham say, those are gallant men and women. They are not taking no for an answer. They will never move 
until God has responded to their situation. And I'm saying this morning, let us not just be excited about testimonies that happened in the life of Brother Brenham. Let us say the same God that was with Brother Brenham must come in our time. After Elijah was taken up and Elisha came to River Jordan and he had a mantle, he struck the ground and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he was there, Elisha performed more miracles than what Elijah had performed until the school of the prophets said, the God that was with Elijah is now with Elisha. We want the denominations to rise up and say the God that was with William Branham is now with the bride. But it takes the right mental attitude, folks. And sometimes I feel the reason we have not been disparate, we have been too comfortable. I was telling somebody, The economy was bad. No food for the family. No provision. And the brother was there. They were expecting him to bring food home. He's a Zimbabwean brother. Just said to the wife, prepare Saza. I'm coming. I will bring meat. The brother went. Do you know where he's going to find meat? Look for meat. Couldn't find money to buy it. He kneeled down and said, God, the Bible says you are Jehovah Jireh. May you make a provision because I made a promise to my family as the head of the house, as a provider, that I will bring something back. Guess what? An eagle had picked up a prey from somewhere. And it was on its way somewhere to enjoy that prey. And it dropped the prey. And the brother picked up the meat. Fresh meat. Hallelujah. Provided by an eagle. And he said, oh God, I thank you. Then he took it back home. But you know why you will not say amen? Because you've got many McDonald's. You've got KFC. But that brother, his McDonald's was God and God alone. And I said, God must bring us to those realms where we become disparate. And this God that we worship, he's a provider. He, he hates to be a historical God. He, when he went to Moses, he says, I've heard their cries. And I've here to respond. Go back and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Oh, when the wheels of prophecy are grinding and are coming to fulfillment, no one will stop the almighty God. That's why I say, there is a church that is rising. There is a church that is rising. It will defy the political laws. It will defy the economic laws. Those men and women will do the exploits. And I'm saying, God, I see God is beginning to make sure that everything around us crumbles so that we can come back and rely on the power of the spoken word. Brother Brenham says, during that squeeze, wait a minute. You have seen the third pool temporarily being coming into demonstration. But it says during that time, it will be in a bigger scale. And I say, I don't care whether in the White House they bring Trump. 
have got power above Trump. Let me just say it's a Sunday sermon. I believe that. I've got power over Trump. Whatever laws he will bring up, I will never be subjected to those laws. Are you here? We've got power over the Pope. We've got power over every system. Why? Because our system is an original system. It was God who was there alone with his thoughts. And today here you are, a thought of God expressed. A human being surprises me. There's there's daily miracles that happen in the body of a human being. But yet he fails to see God. Have you ever woken up and said, today I want my digestive system, system to work? It works. Who designed it? God. Hallelujah. I think I was telling a brother, say, if you are a good leader, a good leader is somebody that puts processes and systems in place. If you are a leader, and every time people do something, they must phone you first. You're not a leader. Maybe you are just a dictator. Are we together? When a leader is a good leader, he puts the system. The system can operate in the absence of the leader. That that is why when God designed your digestive system, he doesn't have to come every morning and say, hey, brother, wake up. We need to pump your digestive system. No, it works automatically. God doesn't have to wake up every morning and say, the sun must rise. Rise. The sun must set. No. He has put a natural system and everything that operates without that system is subject to his will. And I'm saying if our God has designed things like that, maybe we need to operate in the same way and say, God, I've got this system. This system will produce godly children. Can we say amen to that? I don't care what the world does, but this system will produce godly children. Why? Because it is designed by a son of God. It comes to you, brothers. If your family only prays when you are at home, you are not a good leader. Okay, it becomes worse when you are home and they don't even pray. Then you are even more terrible leader. Amen. And you can begin to have conversation when you go home. If you are not a family that prays, you can tell your husband and say, but now you and I normally don't pray. And if you don't pray, how do you expect God to visit your family? How do you expect God to have an atmosphere? You, now you wonder why your wife and uh, your wife, you and your wife, you always fight. It's because there's no prayer life. And if there is no prayer life, that means God is not in the family. And if God is not in the family, the family can never be a vacuum. The devil must visit. And when the devil visits, he causes trouble. Brother Bram say, angels don't visit our houses because we don't talk about them anymore. 
on their way to Emmaus, when they talked about him, it brought him down. And we need to begin to talk about God. God will come in our family. And I can tell you, when God is in the family, you as the head of our house, when your child is sick, you can stand up and say, my child will be well. And your way to the devil is obligated to respect your way. A lot of times, the reason we say, speak the word, it will materialize. The reason you don't believe it, a lot of times, people are not in their position. And if you're not in your position, I mean, if I'm an MD of Anglo-American, and I go to Velmit, and I say to those people that are drinking there, hey, sit down, go. They will just look at me. I'm not in my position. But if I go back to Anglo-American, when the car comes and the workers see it, everybody will be busy. Because why? I've taken my position. Position brings authority. A traffic cop, when you see him in a tavern, you are not afraid of him. You can actually even push him. But when you find him on the road... No matter how much you know that yesterday you were with him somewhere and he was broke, you will still be obligated to respect him because he is in his position. A son of God. No matter how small he may seem. But when he returns back to the original position, I don't care what demons say, they are obligated to listen to that son of God. Are you here, church? And that's why Brother Bram says, I'm not here to build a bigger church. I'm here to make sure that individuals are taking their rightful position. Oh, when a man is in his position, let me tell you something. Even if you are a coward and you drive down the road and somebody cuts in front of you, and for some reason, I don't know, I don't encourage it because they will shoot you these days with road rage. Maybe you express your disapproval and the man follows you. You can run, but no man will run away from his home. As you are turning and you are going home, there is a point where you realize that, uh-uh, now I need to make a plan. Because this man is following me all the way to home. Hallelujah. Another one I saw him where this man cut in front of him. Hallelujah. And I, and I was there. I need to apologize or to confess. It was in Pretoria. I was coming back from work. This guy cut in front of us. So we express our disapproval. <laughs> By God's grace, the man didn't see me. He saw the other guy. Now he chased the other guy. Now I was there thanking God that it was not me that was seeing. He went, parked in front of him, and told him to pull off. You could see how the man was trembling. <laughs> Hallelujah. But imagine if such a man follows you home, where your, your wife and children are there. Uh, I don't know... Uh, Folks, you, brothers, you know what I'm talking about. If a thief comes into your house and finds you, you can escape if the children are visiting somewhere and you can run away. But when you are there with the family, 
There's a moment where you look at the thief in the eye and say, you'd rather take me, I will not accept this nonsense no further than this. Why? Because now you realize your position is being threatened. That's why whenever any creature is found and is being attacked, the natural instinct is to run to its place. And when it gets to its place, that's where it stops and defends the territory. And say, no, I might have disrespected you there. It's fine that you chase me from there. But now you're in my territory. I cannot accept that. Oh, I don't know whether somebody knows what I'm talking about. The demons might have chased me on my way to church. But as soon as I step into church, that's where I need to go as a believer. And no demon must come. Are you here, church? And you can turn the table and say, I mean, goodness. I often say, even if you, you are a, a hunter and you run after a rabbit and chasing it with dogs, and it comes to a point where a rabbit stops and begins to chase towards your dogs, you will run a different direction. And I think you will outrun your dogs. And you will go and tell people that what I've seen today, I've never seen in my life. A rabbit, we were chasing it, it turned around and started chasing us. Why? It's because the way it behaves is unnatural. And I'm saying you as a believer, maybe the devil has oppressed you. And every day he knows that I come and I oppress you. I oppress you or I depress you. But there must be a time. Where you rise up and reject it until the devil looks at you and says, is this the same person? Yes, it's the same person. But now I know my position. And because I know my position, I can speak life into my environment. Are you with me, church? Brother Brenham says, I believe in the message speak to this mountain, paragraph 62. I believe that the church of the living God is moving into a sphere now that's going to shake the world. You can never shake the world until you first shake your environment. It's going to shake the world. That's the first time it's been since the days of Jesus of Nazareth to a human being. Ask anything that you will and it shall be given unto you. Anything you desire. Don't you see the ways of Jesus Christ being fulfilled? It's going to come to pass pretty soon. I'm looking for it to happen in this meeting. Not next meeting, not next convention, but this meeting. I want it to happen now that the anointing will strike the whole church of the living God and shall rise to her feet like a mighty marching army and the sick will be healed by a word. Are you sick? Just by the word, receive your healing and say, praise God, I have received it. And you go home and you are healed. Is it as simple as that? God in simplicity. The blind 
will see. The deaf will hear. The dead will be raised up. And the power of God will shake the world with the church of the living God. We are in the process of it now. I believe it's going to come to pass. I believe it will just be exactly that way. I believe it's going to strike the church of God soon. It's going to start a revival that will shake the world. I believe it. And I believe that revival, we are on the verge of it right now. And what brings a revival? It's a burden. What brings a revival is when you are being pushed to the limits and God is busy exerting pressure on the church. He's exerting pressure on individuals until they realize we've got no option but to rise to the occasion. The pressure that we are under as the church or as the bride around the world will produce a revival and the world will be shaken. A man will walk in sick. Without us praying for him, he will receive his healing. A man will come in blind. Without us laying hands on him, in the middle of a song service, he'll scream at the top of his voice and say, I see. You've got to believe this. The days of miracles are here, are not past because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's coming a time where a sugar diabetes will not stand in the presence of God. There's coming a time where high blood pressure will not stand in the presence of God. Sisters, there's coming a time where arthritis will never stand. There will be so much voltage that no demon can stand in the presence of the church of the living God. Because they will rise like a mighty army. And Brother Brenham say, let it happen in this meeting. And how will it happen? You and I have got the ability to lift him out of history and say he's not a historical God, but he's the great I am. He is forever with us. He can do it in 2017. This situation, I committed to him. And you rise up like a son and a daughter of God and speak the word. And after you spoke it, it goes on. The word of God will never return to him void. It will accomplish what it was sent for. It will prosper to the thing that he has sent it to. And this morning I say, has the word been sent to you? Has it prospered in your life? And if it has prospered, you are like God. The same thing, your word will never go forth. Unless it accomplish what it was sent for. It will accomplish what it was sent for. It will prosper. And this morning I say, if the children are giving you a hard time, maybe it's time for the spoken way. It's time you rise up and speak life to your children. It may sound very nonsensical. It's odd because we are odd people. Hallelujah. You've got power that a psychologist does not have. You can rise up and say, my son and my daughter, on the basis of my confession, this is how they will turn out. The time where we become helpless and send our kids to the well and never thought that if they come back, oh goodness, we are lucky. If they never come back, so it was meant to be because we are at the end time. No, say, in our time, parents must rise up 
and say we are the architect of the environment in which our children are. I don't care where I send a child to, but as long as I'm on my knees, there is a spiritual navigator that can locate that child, that can bring that child under the subjection of the God that I worship. Are you here, church? I'm saying we cannot fold our arms and become victims. No, we are the power bank. How many of us, as parents, even when you send your child to varsity, you can stand there and say, God, we thank you. A child is going to varsity. Through her, let there be revival at that varsity. Hallelujah. Yes, she must get good grace. But above that, she must go and spiritually revolutionize a university. Until everybody that walks past, they look and say, but this, hallelujah, I'm told of a church somewhere, how the sisters were dressed. It changed the entire community until people thought it was the style of the day. Not knowing that actually it was a church leading in the community. And I'm saying that time is coming. Are you here, church? We lead and they follow. They don't lead and we follow. I'm told that even in that committee, how sisters made their hair, everybody thought, ah, miss, this thing is in fashion. Not knowing that, no, it was just a sermon at church. And sisters were responding to the word of God. And everybody, even who doesn't go there, they said, no, we want to be like this. That's the kind of church that we want that can influence a community. But you know what? How it can influence the community? is when, when we are in community as individuals, we don't forget who we are. In my little corner somewhere, I change. I bring a change. And when we come together, we become a church. But the danger part is that sometimes we are believers and as we go, people forget who they are until such time we meet. That's why the church is becoming powerless. Are we together? May God richly bless you. Baby Bramto, we love him. We love him. We love you, Lord. How many love him this afternoon? We love you, Lord. We adore you, Lord. We lay our lives before your throne. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We
Your brother's book and help us there and you. We only had this one. I made sure that we have everything. And then thereafter, Brother Mashab will come and wrap up in prayer for us. Brother Zbu, if you can help us with the piano.
we like to thank you for the way you've spoken to us this morning, Father. We feel enlightened, we feel uplifted, we feel encouraged, Father. And we also feel empowered by the words that have come out of your throne this morning, yes. Father. We feel enlightened because, Father, we have realized who we are. Mm. That we are victorious, Father. Exactly. That we are your children, Father. Mm. That the only time, Father, the devil has a chance against us is if we do not know who we are. Exactly. But since we know that you are your sons and daughters, Father, and like the son says, so please walk with me, Jesus. Mm. Don't ever leave me alone, Father. Let it be and so. because you've walked with us, Father, through the mountains, you've walked with us through the valleys, Father. We believe, Father, that each and every time when our situation was bad, even when it was good, Father, you are with us, Father. That is why, Father, we managed to pull through, Father. That is why, Father, the living word, Father, can become, Father, the spoken word, Father, that you have spoken this morning about, Father. Mm. And that's the living word, Father, it is us, Father. The fulfillment of that spoken word is us, Father. Yes. That is why this morning, Father, while we are here, Father, with your words, your prophecies, Father, that we are your third throne, Father, that you have come from heaven and, Father, found a place in our hearts, Father, mm. so that you can further your cause, yes. Father. That that you are caused through us, Father, will be fettered in this world, Father. That people, Father, out there may say, Father, there is a living God, Father. But the only time, Father, they'll be able to see that living God is if we can manifest that living God to that world, yes. Father. That they can see that you are a God who is alive, Father. That is why we believe, Father, that the, the situation, Father, each and every situation, Father, we might be going through, Father. As long, Father, as you go with us in through that situation, Father, we'll go through, Father, victorious, Father. That is why, Father, we lay our, our families, Father, or our children, Father, just as they just started cool, Father, mm. in your hands, Father, so that, Father, they even at school, Father, they'll be able to see that they are different, Father. Yes. That they are children of believers, Father. They are children who believe a certain type of God, which is Father. you, Father. That they, even when they are there, Father, they'll be able to show to the world that you are alive, Father. Even us, Father, as parents, Father, even in our workplaces, even at our home, Father, may you please help us, Father, to be that able be to true. show the world, to show our families that you are alive, Father, because the word tells us that charity starts at home. Yes. And we believe, Father, as long as, Father, we will show you, Father, we will make you, Father, the, the, the pinnacle in our life, Father. You will be able, Father, to be victorious all the time, Father. Here are your children this morning, Father, with your hands raised, Father. The reason they raise their, fine, their hands unto you, Father, is because you know what is behind their hand, Father. That the simple thing, Father, that they know, Father, that they want in your life, Father, is to have you come into their life, Father. May you please, Father, come into your life, this, in their lives this morning, Father, so that each and every situation, Father, that they are going through, Father, may you please help them with, them, with it, Father. If they are sick, Father, we believe, Father, that uh, healing has been granted to them, Father. If there's any need, Father, either financial, material, Father, we yes. believe that you've granted it to them, Father. Because, so because, Father, we believe, Father, if the small things of flesh, Father, which is just shelter, food, if you cannot, Father, win for them, if we do not believe that, that we can go through, we can, Father, be victorious in those, those kind of situations. What about the, the things of which pertains to the spiritual father? Mm. Whereby we have to fight the devil himself, father. If we cannot be, be, be victorious, have faith to believe, Father, that you will provide for us. We have faith, Father, that, Father, you will win for us, Father. That if we do not have a job, Father, have faith that you will find a job for us. Mm. How about the, the evil one who is more spiritual that we cannot, how can we fight the battle, Father, that we cannot see with our own eyes, Father? Yes. We believe, Father, that if we can, we believe, Father, that you will be victorious to us, with, for us in every situation, Father. Mm. 
it may be this, uh, a natural situation, Father. Yes. It might be a spiritual situation, Father. Because your word says that, Father, that you will be with us all the time, Father. Yes. That we will not, when we are with us, Father, we will not be in need, Father. May you please bless the Father, Father. We believe that virtue has come out of him, Father. Mm-hmm. And we believe that, Father, the, the way he has spoken to us this morning, it was you through speaking through him, Father. Mm-hmm. And may you please bless him, Father. May you please guide him all the time, Father. And may you please shelter him for us, Father. Because we believe, Father, we are nearing the end time, Father, whereby your word might need to be manifested, Father. Yes. But it's only through preachings like this, Father, mm. where we will be empowered, where we will be encouraged, Father, to be able to face the evil one and to be victorious, Father. We pray, believing in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Father. May you please go home with us, Father, and grant us spiritual uh, traveling mercy, those who are going to travel far. We pray, believing in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. God richly bless you. Jehovah
one last quotation the unconditional covenant brother Brenham says paragraph 216 listen you are the covenant people of God God took Christ apart at Calvary making the covenant swearing by himself and he took the body up into heaven which will return someday by the spirit he gave back to lead the church the same life that was in Christ Jesus is in the church this morning by the Holy Ghost doing and acting and performing the same things he did when he was here on earth you have received it you've got the covenant it's written to you sown by God you can't fake that makes the devil mad sure it does when you realize who you are God bless you Richard. maybe Okay, quite a song. You can just sing a song for us. As we made a promise, the trustees will come with that plan so that you know where we are going. We'll be sitting in the board meeting, just looking at the plan, and then we'll present something tangible soon so that we make the building bigger. Amen. So it's going to be a hands-on year. Hallelujah. Everybody on board. Is it so? Are are you ready for that? Amen. Amen. Because the trustees can only do as much as they are supported. Hallelujah. So let's make sure that if they come with a plan, it won't be their plan. They will take it to you. If you vote for it, that this is the plan that we are taking, then everybody is on board. But we'll make it a reality. Amen. I'm always encouraged when I know that it was Pastor Chisa when the Zimbabwean economy had collapsed. Right when it had collapsed, that's when they started to build a structure. Keep me honest, Brother Washington. And they built a very beautiful structure uh, in Zimbabwe. Amen. So we can do it here to make it comfortable for us so that we can worship God. We will not idolize the building. But the building must be conducive for us when we come here so that we can listen to the word and hinder it. Are we together? But it's quite amazing whenever your people rally around the goal, I don't, I don't care how mammoth the task may seem, but if people are determined, they will make it a reality. And as the quote says, we are the covenant people, we can never fail, folks. We are not made of out of a running material. Hallelujah. We've got no lemon, Vabina. No, 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 no. We are in this for a long haul. Hallelujah. God bless you richly. So they will come, the brothers present it to you. And if you vote for it, then we will action it. God bless you richly. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Me, if I can use my pastoral prerogative, I feel like it is a marvelous day. Amen. You know when there is a wedding, there is that aunt that has got a key to wear the ginger beer and cakes are.
if you mess up with him, you don't get a cake or a ginger beer. Amen. Wonderful day. Oh yes. Oh, city, wonderful day.